0: Welcome to the Guided Lines Podcast, the best place for tips, tactics, and stories from fishing guides around the world. And now, your host, Jake Baker. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Jake Baker, and this is episode number seven of the Guided Lines podcast featuring Keith Rose Ennis, the managing director of the Alphonse Fishing Company. Uh, Keith is an absolute legend, and we were very excited to get him on the podcast today. Keith has been spending 20-plus years guiding the famed Seychelles on on Alphonse Island and the surrounding atolls uh keith is well known for his expertise in gt fishing um his techniques have been kind of spread as the gold standard when it comes to gt fishing and he's got some incredible stories for us um But first, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. You know I got to do it to you. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at GuidedLinesPodcast. If you want to be on the podcast or you know a guide that should be on the podcast, shoot us an email, GuidedLinesInfo at gmail.com. Also, make sure to check us out on iTunes. If you're already listening to us on iTunes, Smash that subscribe button. Make sure to listen, like, and review. Uh, the the reviews and the comments that you guys leave are huge for us and help us out immensely. So um, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into the podcast. This is episode number seven featuring Keith Rose Ennis. All right, today on the line with me, I have got Keith Rose Ennis, calling in from johannesburg south africa keith how are you sir
1: i'm well yourself
0: i'm doing really really well thanks for uh taking some time to chat with us today uh we were really excited when you reached out to us uh actually after we reached out to you obviously i uh, really excited to get you on um obviously you've got a, a wealth of knowledge so we're we're excited to jump in yeah,
1: looking forward to it
0: good So, um, you know, I know uh, as we were talking kind of just before the podcast, you're in uh, South Africa right now, but you've been spending the past few months in the Seychelles. Uh, You are the managing director with Alphonse uh, Fishing Company. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Obviously, you're kind of the big guy known for uh, big GTs. Um, So tell us a little bit about that and kind of how you got started uh, out there in the Seychelles.
1: Oh, it's been a, it's been a long time for me out in the Seychelles. This is my 21st year out there. So obviously now is our, our off season, and uh, we've got the one of the longest seasons in the world, where we've got an eight month season. Uh, we start in uh, October and we run all the way to the end of May. So we've got a re- really long season. Um, uh, you know, I've been involved in all the islands basically in the Seychelles. I've started you know from the islands which are close to to Mahé, the main island, and I've worked all the way out to the furthest island. With islands which are close to uh, Madagascar you know uh, obviously pioneering them with with other friends and fishing uh, buddies and stuff in the in the past and in the early days but uh, got on to create a business you know a sustainable business where we now sort of you know we've gone from the days of exploring now to the days of sustainability to uh, trying to protect these destinations and making sure that they they stay as pristine as they were in the old days and that we catching fish and uh, you know protecting the, the the fish that are there
0: awesome. So, you know, I just kind of speak to that conservation um, a little bit. What are some of the things you guys are doing um, to kind of keep those waters sustainable in the areas you operate?
1: The the most important uh, thing is to obviously manage your fisheries. So, you know, uh, around the world, there's numerous fisheries, which, you know, it's ungoverned, where the government doesn't allow you any sort of control in the area. And we're we're very really lucky that we have we have uh, control on the destinations which we are fishing. Um, and what we do is we put in place uh, obviously uh, responsible fishing ethics. So obviously catch and release, the same ethics that all fly fishermen adhere to around the world. Except that we you know we, we we try and we police the areas. We try and make sure that we don't overfish areas. We we close areas up. We open areas. You know we, we uh, make little sort of reserves of areas for closing for a year or two. We watch our stats. You know, and we don't. We make sure that we allow them the amount of rods that that etol can can uh, sustain. So, for instance, we'll we'll say for uh, at, at Alphonse, and um, when we first purchased Alphonse uh, five years ago, um, there was a fourteen rod limit. We've reduced that now to twelve rod limit, and we're going to be reducing it again down to a ten rod limit. Um, and through that, what we do is obviously we, we reduce the pressure. Um, we, we obviously train our guards really, really well with with regards to handling of the fish, and and you know there's, there's all these sort of little things. Um, we work hand in hand with a conservation society called the Island Conservation Society, and they manage all our fish our fish projects. So we do catch that. We we we, we make sure that we we just don't put too much pressure on these fisheries, um, and that way we can sustain it for 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 a long time, you know, for for the future. We've been working really hard in in, in conjunction with the <coughs> excuse me. In conjunction with the Seychelles government to create uh, marine protected areas, and hopefully those will come into play in the next few years, where there will be a no-take uh, um, zone within um, a, a kilometer of any of the of the islands on the flats. And uh, yeah, it'll, it'll you know the, the the only pressure which can really be put on these islands is by commercial fishing, and that's by foreign boats coming into area and fishing the areas without permission, and so forth.
0: Right, right. So. You know, obviously there's, you know, tons of different species out there. Um, I think you've grown a, uh, you know, obviously a great name for yourself as far as GT fishing. Um, And I know that some of the tactics that you've kind of developed over the years have been now, you know, spread throughout the GT waters. So, you know, kind of speak to what makes the GT such a, you know, interesting fish for a lot of people um just its aggressive nature um you know the silverback what what do you what do you think that is
1: you know it, it's a unique species obviously it's not all, all around the world so we we are very really lucky to have them, have good numbers of them in the Indian Ocean especially in the Seychelles and the further away you get from mahe the, the the bigger the 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 species count is and they're obviously a very ferocious fish, so they, they get all the way up to, you know, you know they range, you know, from 10, 10 pounds all the way up to sort of uh, 150 pounds. And you can imagine uh, it's probably like the equivalent of, of, of a lion attacking a prey. So, you know, it's, it, it sees its prey, it, it chases its prey, it's not as slow, it doesn't eat like a tarpon, it doesn't eat like a permit, doesn't eat like a trigger fish. It, it, it really rushes its prey and it, it attacks it. And, and and often you know quite often you'll get them if you in, in areas where there's a lot of GTS you'll sometimes get them in a pack and they, they they hunt really you know they're really 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 a hard fish to to sort of fight as well so once you once you get over the stage of uh, you know he's coming straight at you you're stripping as fast as you can his his eyes are coming out of the water they're dilated and they, they're they're fixed onto that that, that fly his, his bucket mouth opens up he eats the fly and then you've got to set you set as hard as you can as hard as you physically can. And once you've got that fish on, then you've got the other side of things where he knows exactly where all the structure is around him and he knows exactly how to cut you off. So from an exciting take to an exciting fight, a very powerful fight, That's I think that's why the, the main reason why people love him so much.
0: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Um, so, you know, kind of getting off, uh, Alphonse, obviously you've been fishing – a long time there but even even longer before kind of speak to what got you into fishing um you know what kind of gave you the passion to start traveling the world um you know i think a lot of people uh have a have a love and a passion for for fly fishing um but they just for whatever reason don't really ever reach the levels you've reached what do you think you know what do you think was different about you that really propelled you into uh into traveling the world
1: You know, I think it's the thing about life. It's it's about opportunity, and and uh, I was very lucky in my in my young days. You know, I was uh, my, my grandfather. He was a salmon fisherman. He was a very good trout fisherman. My father's a ski boat or rock game fisherman. You um, know, I, I lived in a town where he had one of the best rocket surf uh, fishermen there. I had really great lakes close to me. I had saltwater fishing close to me, and at a young age, I, I my father took me on a trip to the Seychelles. So it's you know, it's about it's about getting the chance to do these kind of things and. I think that you know, just I mean, just the things that have happened, the way they've happened, is is just opened up the doors for me, and just having the ability to, or the the, the how can I say the the the, the draft. You want to chase these things, and I think that's what's led me into the position where I am. You know, it's um, it's been a long road. I mean, twenty one years in guiding. Um, the early days. Um, I aspired to become uh, a guide, but in those days, there was no such thing in Africa, in, in the East Coast of Africa. There was no such thing as, as professional guides. We would, uh, you know, obviously try and get as much information out of uh, America. You must remember that we come out of apartheid as well. So, um, right. you know, it was very difficult for us in the, in the old days, you know, uh, you know, trying to get information. And, you know, we were kind of in the dark. So everything we did was was almost by ourselves. You know, we was. Just figuring figuring it out, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, obviously the books, you know, Lefty Cray know, and, uh, and and, and uh, Trey Coombs, especially Trey Coombs' Blue Water, his book, you know, reading those books, and you aspire to, to be able to do that kind of stuff, you know. So, uh, it, it just it just evolved, and I was just lucky enough that it evolved in the right way. You know, being able to go to the Seychelles when I was young, getting the opportunity to to go to the UK and work at Follows, um, involved in involved in. Uh, uh, um, Involved in uh, uh, um, a fishing orientated business in, 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 in follows called uh, a follow. Sorry, where they you get to meet a lot of people. Then moving on to moving on to Russia uh, and uh, guiding out of Russia, and at the same time um, heading off uh, back to Seychelles in the off season. So for me, for many years, it was a 12-month season: right. guiding Russia, guiding in Seychelles, back to back. Um, and, and I think, you know, through working through the different seasons and meeting all the people was a firm, a firm footstep for me uh, um, going forward in my, my, my career and my life. Right.
0: So speak to, um, you know, your time guiding in Russia. Um, you know, obviously you said, you know, a couple 12-month seasons for you there. Um, quite a difference, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, spending half your year uh, chasing salmon in Russia and then heading to the Seychelles for the other half.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's obviously it was summer and summer, so it wasn't so bad, you know. In the Russia, in the early early stages of the season and the late stages of the season, it, it, it would be winter, but not really that 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 tough, you know. We would go and dig dig the ice dig the ice out, and you know the ice would break, and then we would start fishing you know, two weeks later. So, so from that that point of view, you know, it was it was, uh, um, it, was it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think you know in, at that stage in your life, I think change is as good as the holiday. Right. So and, and also you know when we were guiding in the early stages it wasn't back to back to back trips so we would still you know at the same time we were a jack of all trades we were still trying to sell the trips to our guests that were coming out and then we were hosting the hosting the trips and uh, you know in the early days you you it would be one or two of us on on a, on a liverboard for eight guests so some some days I would be guiding uh, eight guests or some days I'd be guiding four guests it it, it depended on the, on the, on the dynamics of the of the group.
0: Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so speak specifically, you know, to yeah. to the, your time in Russia um, and the Atlantic salmon that you were catching there. Um, you know, did it take you a, a little bit of time once you did head to the Seychelles to kind of readjust there? Um, obviously, different different types of, of species, different types of fishing. Um, you know, were you able to make that switch fairly quickly um, or does that kind of take some, some getting used to?
1: Well, I, you know, I started uh, my guiding in the Seychelles, so um, it's easy for me to swap, swap over. Right. You know, being a guide, it, it's it's about uh, it's about creating a, a, an experience for your guests. So you know, it's it's as much about the fishing as the experience. So you know, you, you got to be a person who can deal with uh, um, deal with clients and understand situations, um, and then obviously try and make the day as as best as possible for them. It takes a couple of days for your, your you know, once you're coming from, from uh, uh, Russia uh, back to the Seychelles for your eyes to adjust. You know, as you as it does, you, know, you, right. you walk onto flats you know, the first day or two, you know, you, your eyes are still adjusting. You know, it's, it's not like when you when you see a fish in the flats, it's not it's the shape of a fish in the water. you seeing the color of the fin. You're seeing a little bit of shadow on the bottom. You're seeing um, the way the fish moves. You're picking up, you know. You see a permit. You, you don't. You don't know whether it's a if it's a big bonefish or a permit until you see the the way it swims. So you know, there's there's all sorts of different little variables which you can't forget a little bit if you go and work for for four months in Russia. Uh, but once you come back, two three two three days, and you're back in the flats, and you're back in it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, right
0: before you know, we'll we'll let you go here soon. Um, do you have any, you know, you've, you've, you've been guiding for such a long time, such a wealth of knowledge. Um, do you have that one story um, that's kind of followed you throughout your career, um, whether it was in Russia or the Seychelles, um, that, you know, you, you you might share with people when they're out with you that kind of always kept you, you coming back for more?
1: I think, uh, you know, uh, there's quite a few little stories. I mean, every species has a story. Um, remarkable days on the flats is what you obviously talk about um, I think you know having you know being a good guide is is not only just being a good guide and finding the guys fish it's obviously having some discussions and keeping the guy entertained during the day so as many fishing stories as you've got you know it's a great thing and, and jokes <laughs> as well you know to keep the guys uh, you know getting through the days you know, so it's Every single day, you know, people come out to the Seychelles I think that, you know, the, the fish are going to jump on your hooks. You don't even have to cast kind of thing, you know. It's not like that, you know. It's, it's any any place with fly fishing. You've got to be able to make the cast. You've got to be able to strip it correctly. You've got to be able to, you know, uh, you know get that fish to take the fly and strike him, land him, and so forth. So, no, I've got I've got lots of little stories that I tell tell the guys and, you know, the the guys, and often you know, the guys ask uh, about crazy trips that you've been on and so forth. And, yeah. and I've been very fortunate that I've got some very good friends um, owners of lodges around the world, and I've done some crazy trips over the years. Uh, like I'm going again uh, now in, in July on another crazy trip, and you know all these little stories the people the people love hearing them. So um, yeah, I mean it's great. I mean you can tell them stories now while you're fishing for GTs about the best GT day you had. You know, 36 yeah. GTs in a day or whatever it is. Um, and tell them stories about, you know, the spot that you're fishing. I mean, it's not it's of, not often that, you, that you're that you not fishing a spot, you, that you're fishing a spot for the first time. So you have got, you know, you, you kind of know where the fish are going to come from. So I think the most important thing is just trying to keep everybody entertained. Yeah, absolutely. Where are you heading in July? Um, so, you know, the, over the years, I've been very fortunate that a guy called Ilya Shorbovich and, uh, when I was out in, the, in Russia in the early days, you know, just after uh, um, Gary Loomis used to own the Pinoy, Yep. Um, it was then sold on to uh, another owner. Yep. then after that owner, the uh, um the guy called uh, Ilya Sherbabish bought it and he bought it probably I think probably about eight or ten years ago. but before that he was he, the first time he basically fly fished in the color was with was, with with me or with with our guide team on 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 uh, on the Pinoy. And he became a good friend. So over the years he's come out and he's fished in the Seychelles with me quite a few times and we've become very good friends over the years, probably we've known each other fifteen years or so. And every year, he does a crazy trip. So uh, about 11, 11 years ago, we did a, a trip up into Siberia, into the Yakutia Yakutka area, where we uh, had helicopters and we had rafts and then we had we floated all the different rivers that haven't been fished before and we caught some really good time in and, 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 and so forth. And then we, we took a break from, from, from it for about uh, uh, 10 years. And then last year, we uh, um, he did the the Mother of War trips where he, he charted a 200-foot... Um, uh, live, not a liverboard, but like a cruiser, cruising ship okay. that uh, he sent up one of the biggest okay. rivers in the world, which is the Lena River, and he sent it up. I don't know how many days it was. He had, we had something like seventy-five people taking care of us. We had a Eurocopter on the roof. We had a Mir eight on the, on the bank. We had the World Rafting Team, Team Golki, with us, and we basically had uh, you know all our friends. So there was probably eight or nine. There were nine of us fishing, uh, all friends, and uh, he obviously fitted the whole bill. And from then we had this we had this this, uh, um, this this ship which was moving up and down. It had a hundred cabins. It was moving up and down uh, um, the Liena system while we were taking the big helicopter and the, the Eurocopter and flying up into the different rivers and fishing and just I mean, just the most amazing place. And you know you f- you know on trips like that you know you're fishing in places that have never been fished before. So yeah. That was that was the trip we did last year. Um, uh, Captain Jack films Yaku uh, Lucas, a very good friend of mine. Uh, he made a film about it, which was on the F3T fly fishing film tour this year, called Yakutia, and that's that's about the trip that we just did. And uh, so now we do. So um, in July, I, I generally come out to the states. I fish in Apalachicola for tarpon for a week. Then I go to the, the ICAST show. Um, we've got a stand there. For uh, five days, then I get on the plane I fly straight to uh, Siberia, and I'm out in Siberia for two weeks just fishing with Ilya and, and and a bunch of mates. And we're doing a bit of a more remote trip this year where we've got a we've identified a lake which hasn't been fished for ten years or so. It's got uh, twenty pound Arctic uh, char in it, and we're gonna we're setting a, a base camp on this lake, and from there we've got the helicopters and we're gonna fly out and fish other rivers in the area for for taimen, and it's more remote in the last last trip so it's I uh, it's it's extremely it's, i mean it's extremely remote and it's an incredible experience you know and uh, yeah, i mean that's i'm just very 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 fortunate to get these experiences these yeah. chances
0: yeah that sounds that, that sounds like a trip of a lifetime for sure um we're actually still up in the air about whether we're coming to iCast or not but if we do stop down there we will make sure to uh swing by your booth and and say hi
1: Absolutely. We're there. It'll be great. Awesome.
0: So um, just in closing here, um, you know, we like I said, really appreciate you coming on. Um, give the folks at home just a quick kind of rundown of uh, Alphonse Fishing Company. Um, you know, if they want to come out to the Seychelles, what they might be able to expect from the company. Um, obviously, they can check out rates and, and dates available online at uh, alphonsefishingcompany.com. Um, but you know what can what can folks expect there? Um, just as far as like accommodations and and obviously they're they're week trips at a time, I believe, correct?
1: That's correct. Well, actually, you know, so we we're a one stop shop. So so basically, all the outer islands we control uh, from the Seychelles. So basically, we have all our, our operations out there. So we have uh, um, a five star uh, hotel called Alphonse Island, and that's got uh, um, it's three islands in the in the group. And the, the island which you fish the most is St. Francois, which is about half an hour on our, our big boat across to there. Then we have our skiffs, uh, skiffs moored there, and we, we do 12 rods a day. You know, the Seychelles is incredible for hard white sand flats. So basically, you're fishing, you're fishing on foot, on white sand. It's got the biggest population of, of bonefish in the, in, the, in, the, in the Seychelles. We average probably between 400 and 500 bonefish uh, for the week. Plus, we have all the other uh, other species as well. Alphonse is very famous for being the first place where uh, people deciphered, uh, well, the guides deciphered how to catch milkfish on fly, um, triggerfish on fly. And obviously, you know, we got incredible, you know, our GTs all around. We've got all the other species as well, so in the pacific Permit. So it's a great destination. It's, a, it's an incredible destination if, if, if you want to come out and have the, the comforts, you know, and, and live in a nice uh, hotel while going out and fishing an uninhabited uh, atoll. It's amazing. I mean, you can have a look at it on our website. There's, t- there's two websites. Uh, um, there's, for Alphonse, there's, there's also alphonse-island.com. And then Alphonse Fishing Company website is alphonsefishingco.com. Then we've also got uh, um, another destination which is, has become very famous for Giant Valley, which is called Cosmelido. Now, Cosmolido is a three-hour flight from Mahe, the main island. Alphonse is a one-hour flight from, from, from Mahe, which is the main island. And once you're there, it's uninhabited. We have an 84-foot uh, liver, liverboard catamaran uh, vessel, five-star as well. And there we have uh, we only fish eight guests per week, and it's it's known as the best GT fishing in the world. It has all the other species as well. Very similar to Alphonse, just just a lot more GTs. And uh, for a, for a week, we would average between eight eight people would average probably between 80 and 140 GTs for the week wow. between eight people. So incredible GT fishing. Wow really really good and then you obviously have all the other species then if you don't like to be on a, a liverboard, um, we've got an, an atoll very close to cosmolita called a stove we have a six key or six uh, person lodge where uh, you fish the atoll itself a stove and it's exact same fishing as alphonse flats orientated flat skiffs boats and stuff all two to one guarding uh, guiding and it's where jacques Cousteau, jacques Cousteau filmed the the silent world and right in front of the lodge is the wall, which is where Jacques Cousteau formed the silent world. And it's the most incredible place. As Very as, as inc- really good GT, GT uh, numbers as well. For six people, we average between uh, 40 and 70 GTs per week. So really good as well. Incredible uh, numbers of bonefish as well. And triggerfish, all the rest of the species. So between these, you know, if you're coming from the States, you know, it's a long way to get out there. A lot of our guests come out. They spend two weeks with us. So what they will do, they'll spend one week in a stove. Uh, sorry, one week at Alphonse, and then they'll spend another week at either Cosmolito or a stove. Or what they'll do is they'll spend uh, one week at a stove and one week at Cosmolito.
0: Okay.
1: On top of all of that, we've got a liverboard which we do permit trips. We've got some small atolls uh, in various areas close and between our our uh, lodges and so forth, which we do permit trips uh, too. And that's a uh, four people uh, liverboard boat, very comfortable, great guiding. Do a little bit of sailfish and fly as well. So we've got all. It's a one-stop shop. If you want to do a trip to the outer islands of the Seychelles we've got all the destinations no matter what what species you're after
0: Wow that, I mean that sounds incredible I uh, that's definitely on my bucket list of places to go so hopefully other than an eye cast I'll see you out there someday as well
1: absolutely look the thing about the Seychelles is everybody comes out for the incredible bone fishing right and uh, you can catch as many bone fish as you want you know you, can, you know it's, uh, it's, it's we've got incredible numbers of bone fish and what will happen is in, in after a day or two, the guests would have had, you know they're full of bonefish, and they'll decide, okay, well, I'd really like to try and catch the other species. And then what you do is you try and you tick off, you know, in your week or your two weeks that you're out there, whatever it is, you tick off all the different species as you catch them and try and see if you can get all the species available. So in the Seychelles, we have, uh, you know, we do some fl- fun things, which are called slams, where we have a, a thing called a fat, flat slam, which is very similar to the IGFA, a flat slam or grand slam, whatever it is. Yep. We do a bulls and bones, which is a a, a bonefish and a and a, either a mullin or a sailfish on the same day, because the because there's the, the drop off is so close to the to the edge, you can catch a you can you can catch a sailfish, and your next cast you can go onshore and you can catch a bonefish. <laughs> then we have uh, um, the the slams, which which is a uh, um, a GT uh, a permit a trigger fish, um, milkfish or barracuda, any th- any one of those three is, is called a flat slam. Then we have a, a Grand Slam, which is a permit, and then any one of the other four species, so any uh, so t- uh, three species, obviously a permit and two other species, but a bonefish and a GT or a triggerfish or uh, um, a uh, um, barracuda or milkfish. And then you obviously we've got then we've got the four the, the, the Super Grand Slam, which is four species of those. Obviously having you have to have a, a, a in the Pacific permit. And then we go to the, the the Golden Grand Slam, which is any one of five of those species has to be a permit. So you can catch We've had guys catch a golden grand slam in one day, which is a permit, uh, a trigger fish, a uh, milkfish, a GT, and a uh, um, uh, sorry, the two different the two different trigger fish. So it's a uh, yellow margin and a, uh, a mustache, then a permit and a milkfish and a bonefish and a yeah, that's it. So it's an incredible. <laughs> that's place. awesome. That, that's a yeah. the- Species. It's what's. It's, there's so much diversity. You know, you you got there, You catch all these different species, and it blows you away. Yeah,
0: that's. It, it's blown me away just listening to you talk about it. So, well, hey, Keith, we really appreciate you coming on and taking time. Um, for those of you at home, follow Keith on Instagram at KeithRoseEins. That's K-E-I-T-H-R-O-S-E-I-N-N-E-S. Also check out Alphonse Fishing Company at Alphonse Fishing Co. Um, I'll link both of those in the show notes so you guys can check it out there as well. Uh, Keith, we really, really appreciate it, sir. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate it. Take care. Hope to get you out there soon.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see you at our okay. guest. Right. Looking forward to it. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks again to Keith for coming on the podcast today. Make sure to check him out on Instagram at Keith Rose Ennis and as well as Alphonse Fishing Co. Alphonse uh, We'll make sure to put all of those links in the show notes as well. Um, follow us on Instagram at Guided Lines Podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, shoot us an email, guidedlinesinfo at gmail.com. And as always, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. For those of you who are not listening on an iPhone, we are coming to Stitcher very soon, so stand by for that as well. Uh, As always, have a great week, and we will talk to you guys soon.